Hi, I'm Maggie Hackett. And I'm Mary Frances Galandri. And you're listening to Between, Between the, the Bookends. Which is a weekly podcast about two college writers and their experiences. This week's episode, we are going to be focusing on constructing a good title. Title is, ob- is obviously one of the most important elements of a novel. So making sure that you construct a good one is obvious is one of the most important parts of the writing process. It's essential. Um, last week, me and Mary Fran were kind of talking about when I know when I go to the library or if I'm in a bookstore, um, I actually focus more on the title of a book. That's kind of what gets me rather than the cover because that's what you see first. You see the spine of the book usually. Very accurate. So I thought that was kind of interesting um, how, since we're writers, <laughs> yeah. I think we focus on the words more, but it would be interesting to hear from readers their perspective um, if they think the cover is more appealing um, to why they pick up a book and read the synopsis or if it's the title that really grips them. And if you have an opinion, please feel free to drop a line on our Tumblr account, betweenthebookends.tumblr.com, and let us know whether the cover or the title is more important to you when you're selecting a book. Yeah, that would be so cool to hear about, or even do like a poll on that would be really I think cool. that'd be awesome. I know I'm the same way as Maggie is, although um, author tends to be actually what draws me in a lot of the time, depends on the author. But then if I don't know the author, it's usually a title, to be honest, because that title kind of gives you a, a feel and a subject. Mm-hmm. And then I can be like, oh, that sounds kind of interesting, or nah, that's not my cup of tea. So, I mean, it gives you a good opportunity to see what the book may represent. That's true. And I feel like um, those words that kind of, I guess, attract you are words that um, are on topics that would interest you. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Like, I don't know, if you're talking about something like, like fairy tale based, I guess, and it sounds kind of like that in the title then that's going to draw you in if that's like a topic that would interest you. For example, um, when our guest Jade Strong was here, she referenced several times the book Once Upon a Marigold. And obviously, because of the use of the once upon a um, beginning phrase, it kind of implied the use of fairy tale, mm-hmm. which was a good way to kind of say, hey, maybe if I'm, I like fairy tales or I like reimagined fairy tales, this is a good way. This would be the type of book I'd be interested in reading. Definitely. And um, another thing about titles that uh, we kind of wanted to discuss was um, the importance of word choice. So, so important. what makes a strong title, you know, something that hasn't really been done before, I guess, um, word choice that maybe reflects a theme in your book? Like, um, I always love doing this in my books, but if I have the title of my book and then several chapters later in the book I'll have um, that title or phrase like in like somebody will say it in dialogue or it'll just come up somewhere and then they'll be like ah and movies kind of do that sometimes too that's what I like actually I love I love that um, way of incorporating a title I think that's really important I know in my favorite book personally of all time paradise um, there are several references to the word, like, she asked what, um, I remember the character Meredith asked Matt what he would, he could give her, and he said paradise on a silver platter. And, of course, the book is titled Paradise, and mm-hmm. it kept coming back to that word a lot, and I, I was like, that's yeah. really good. It's awesome when, uh, the dominant kind of reoccurring theme can also be reflected in the title. 
And um, as I was kind of saying before, like word choice is really important with that. You want to make sure that it kind of reflects the theme of the book and what you're going for. I agree. Um, I know something I wanted to bring up about titles is when you choose your title, like during the writing process, because I know I've been, Maggie and I've talked about this a lot um, off, off the, off of our lives. Off the air. <laughs> off the air, that's a good way of putting it. And Maggie and I um, both like to choose our titles at the beginning. I, um, I like to have something to work by. I, I can't just call it that book with that character and that thing. I need to have something concrete there so that I know what I'm writing. It gives the book its identity in a way. That's so true. Like, I get so frustrated if I don't have anything to title my Word document. I'm like, I need a title for the book. Accurate. <laughs> yeah, there's because then because with a Word document, you can't just sit and do untitled whatever. Mm -hmm. I do have a book right now currently that is sitting untitled, and I hate it. I'm like, but I can't come, but I haven't, um, it's a book that's very far in the future for me as far as writing, so it's at a point where I'm like, I don't have enough time to sit and think about where I want to go with that. I've thought of a couple titles, but nothing that has really stuck out to me yeah as far as um writing so i mean i don't know yet but most books i need to have a title i like to have one before i even work on it to be honest yeah i feel like it helps like kind of just pave the way for you know like we were talking about like the tone the overall tone of your book mm -hmm. like if you have a really creepy sounding title you, I, I hope it's like a really creepy sounding book <laughs> yeah i'll be disappointed if it's not yeah if that's what i'm looking for um but then again there are some books i guess that are kind of wacky and they kind of take you in a different direction yes. which is also interesting too as long as it relates to the book i think mm -hmm. um, it's still got to come back to the book in some way and as long as i i think one tip i would give is don't be too simplistic in your title yeah um i i as much as i love the romance genre um there are series romances obviously are a huge thing they're books that come out monthly and they tend to have not very creative titles some of them are great books, don't get me wrong, but The Billionaire's Pregnant Mistress is not the best book title ever. Um, <laughs> kind of gives away the whole thing. <laughs> yeah, kind of. But those are like similar to those titles or um, Pregnant with the CEO's Baby. I mean, these are like very simplistic <laughs> titles. But then there's titles where they tie in like a song title, like there's a, a series romance that did hurt it through the grapevine. And I was like, oh, mm. that's kind of cute. And then it was actually one of the probably one of the best series romances I've ever read. But I think um, like some of those books, like I don't pick those up because I'm like, oh, wow, your title wasn't creative. How creative can the story be? Mm -hmm. You tend to judge it sometimes based on that. Yeah. That's true, and I think, again, that would be really interesting to get a reader's perspective on that, like, if you really even care about the title, or if you're just more interested in, like, I guess the synopsis or the cover, like, what is the factor that draws you in? That would be so interesting to learn. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but Maggie, I know, Maggie, you said you like to insert your title into your books. Is that always something you do? I think usually. Yeah, I think usually. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, I try to make it, even if I don't get the exact words in there, I make it thematic. Yeah, or use, if I, like, don't use, like, all, say, three of the words I have in my title, then I use, like, at least one of them, like, the most significant word yeah. into the book. I remember in Helen Heels, I obviously never used that phrase um, in the book, but I constantly made reference to the type of shoes she wore. Yeah. And I, I constantly, rather than just out outwardly saying it, I would just constantly say that she wore these shoes and he'd make a reference back to the shoes. Um, and um, 
Private Dancer. I did, um, I'm trying to remember what I did. I think I allusion to the song Private Dancer, which is where the title came from, but I didn't really, I, I just, I guess I just, that was kind of a slapped on title just because it was convenient. I'll be honest with that one. I'm trying to think, think through my books and like how I've titled them and like why they've been titles. Vegas was just, an, it's, again, that was kind of a slapped on title too, but I like that title still. I think still think that because the word Vegas itself gives you so mm. many representations. Connotations, yeah, and like people's own experiences there. Yeah, and, <laughs> and I, what happens there stays there. <laughs> that, well, my, well, my tagline ha ha was, what happens there doesn't always stay there. That That's was my, brilliant. That's that was awesome. my, that was my, um, because I wanted to obviously take a spin on the traditional, what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. Mm -hmm. And for my most recent uh, finished novel, Unbound, um, Unbound is the title of a painting in the book. Oh, and, um, that's cool. Because the heroine is an artist, but besides it being the title of a painting, it is also representative of what she did in her life. She is unbound by the chains of her past. So it was a multiple kind of yeah. multi-layered. Very creative. Yeah. I love that. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and then of course, obviously with the cover I'm working on making, what, what I based the painting on to be the cover. Nice. And I'm like so excited about that. I, I can't wait till I have enough money to buy my cover, but yeah. <laughs> right now it's a little tight, <laughs> but we're going to do it. We're going to get that cover. That's so exciting. And don't worry, covers will be another episode we'll talk about. I think that's actually pretty soon. I think I have to look at our schedule, but I think our episode's title, or our cover's title is coming up. Um, since we're talking about titles, I might as well just talk about the title of my current book. The title of my current book, Dreams, actually um, is an interesting uh, origination of the title because I picked it from a song title, a song I love titled Dreams by Fluid Mac. And I, I honestly, I just like the word dreams. That's the, probably the whole reason I chose the title. But then when I started thinking about it, I'm like, the whole book itself is about the dreams of the individuals within the book. Some of those dreams are uh, lost dreams that never come true. Some of those dreams are dreams that are found um, through some, some type of discovery. Some dreams are rediscovered throughout the course of the book. So my whole tagline is going to be dreams lost, dreams found, dreams rediscovered. Love it. Oh my gosh, I know, I, this is the first time I'm hearing that. I knew dreams, but I didn't know that. And that, wow, that will be awesome. Because the music <laughs> business is a business of dreams. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I don't, I don't know how I actually came up with that. That was just some brilliant idea I had one day. I'm like, oh my gosh, that's how I it ties that. it. That's that how it works. Great. And then I, I just think it's going to be, and then it's, it, I think just think that book itself is going to be a brilliant book because it's my first literary book. So it's going to be my first book that actually makes some type of true statement, I think, about um, the state of the music business, kind of. I, I just, that book I'm, I'm pumped about and I'm working on it right now. I haven't had much time to write lately, but I'm really excited about it. And I think the title to that book is so prevalent. Definitely. Your titles are great, Oh Maggie. I still love the, what was the Holmes book? Oh, I don't even think that had a title. Shadow Holmes! Sh it was just Shadow Holmes. <laughs> I like it. And you're never going to let me live that down now. I actually do kind of like it because the word shadow is kind of, 
it gives this kind of dark, dark mysterious yeah. illusion. I, yeah. I mean, it actually is Even not... Even as a child, I'm still that gloomy little, I don't know, I still regret. think, like, the title's not that... It's actually, I mean, I've seen... Maggie, it's better than the pregnant billionaire's <laughs> mystery. Yeah, the billionaire's pregnant <laughs> mistress. It's better than that. I mean, what? <laughs> but um, I definitely think, still think, t- going back to it, I think titles really are so crucial. Um, to a book's development and I know a lot of authors actually do wait until the end to title their books because they kind of wait to see where their book comes up yeah and that's not a bad way to do it honestly. I don't think so either I, I just, mean usually I do that for like papers yeah. I guess because I like to tie in the conclusion with like the yeah. title yeah that's what I usually do with a like a research paper but not for a book for some reason I don't know why it gives me anxiety not to have a title for a book yeah it doesn't make makes me I feel like, I don't know, you just gotta have that general theme in your head before you write. At least, you know, I, I know we do. Yeah. But, like, yeah. Yeah, I'm like, and like right now I'm also playing with a title for a young adult novel. And like, I've had, the problem is I've never, even when I rewrote the first novella version of it in high school, I never had the title for it that I liked. That I really loved the title. Never had one. So I don't know what it is about that story that I just can't figure it out. And I hate, to, I have a title in mind, but I just hate to be cheesy about the title the title I want to use I mean it's about um, um, a high school teacher who's kind of um, his student he has a student who's obsessed with him so the book obviously could be titled obsessed but I think that's a little cheesy it kind of reminds me of that movie too right 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 yeah Yeah. (laughs) but I don't but I don't know but I don't know like the best way to approach that title so if you have any ideas readers (laughs) be sure to submit them to our Tumblr because I would be open to any suggestions at this point because I feel like that book there has to be a really good title, a good statement title with that book. Yeah, definitely. Because I think talking about girls falsely accusing male teachers of sexual harassment is a huge issue going on right now. Because, um, I mean, rape and sexual assault in general is a huge issue in our in our culture currently. Mm-hmm. And because of that, we have to look at all sides. So um, I think this, this could be an interesting story. Because for as many people who don't report... Um, rapes that have actually happened to them there are just as many people who are reporting rapes that never happened to them so true i i just um think this story would be really interesting i kind of played with the idea well what if a girl got so obsessed with her high school teacher that she actually tried to ruin his life that's a very compelling topic and very relevant and interesting i think it is i'm excited to see how it turns out because that stuff is like you can ruin a person's life doing that you can ruin a person's relationships doing that I mean, you can ruin a lot. You can ruin a lot of things doing that to someone just because you feel that they've rejected your advances. And I think that's what could be really great about this book. I don't want it to be controversial, but I'm sure <laughs> it could be. <laughs> but yeah. sometimes the best books are that drawn is true. Out of controversy. Oh, um, I want to give a shout out this week. Um, we did lose a major member of the literary world this weekend. We lost Harper Lee who wrote To Kill a Mockingbird this weekend. Wow. Um, I will admit, I was never a fan of the book. I couldn't find, I couldn't find it for some reason, it just didn't click with me. I think it didn't click with me because of the perspective it was written in, honestly. It was written in Scout's perspective, and I thought it should have been written in Atticus's perspective. Yeah. But either way, I um, do want to give a shout out to Har- the Harper Lee, rest in peace Harper Lee, you will be missed. Mm-hmm. Your book did have a huge influence on the literary world as we know it. So, just wanted to throw that in there. It's kind of awkward right now, but definitely wanted to throw that in there this no, week. definitely. 
Yeah. Did you read To Kill a Mockingbird? Yes, I did. It was um, a while ago, I think. Oh, man. I don't know. Maybe like high school. I yeah, that's say, when I read it. I think. And I know, um, I think we acted out one scene with a few members of our we class. We did too. We it acted the out the court courtroom yes. scene. Yes, we did yeah. that too. I don't remember if I was in it or not. I can't remember. I don't think I was. Yeah, I, I don't remember. But, but um, it, yeah, it was an it was an interesting book. To tie that back to titles, actually, um, mm, to kill yeah. a mockingbird. That's quite a title. I mean, that's it a, is. It's a it's a very unique. It's a unique title. I mean, it obviously has. I, I don't think the. I think the problem is the phrase itself. To kill a mockingbird is thrown around so much that we've kind of lost the meaning of what the title actually is. Mm, yeah. And I think the whole idea of titling it to kill a mockingbird. I remember there was a passage in the book where that whole phrase was used, and I can't really remember because it's been so long since I read it. But I do remember it was something about killing the person who's, I think it was something about singing a song and trying to get some th something heard and then you're killing that person. That seems to make sense. Which would make yeah. sense with the book. I mean, obviously anybody can correct me if I'm wrong on that, but it's been a long time since I read it. So yeah, I will same concede. here. So, oh, I will concede. Oh, thank you oh, to hey. my lovely roommate who actually just pulled it, it up. <laughs> um, it is to kill a mockingbird is to destroy innocence, according to this, which makes sense with the book. So, I mean, what what I can think of in this respect, thank you, what I can think of in this respect is it eliminated the innocence of Scout, the main character. It took away her innocence um, as her mind as she saw racism play out in a southern town, which really a brilliant title. Mm -hmm. I mean, honestly, when you look at that, like it's so much deeper than what I actually just thought it was, but I mean, brilliant. Yeah, that is. Brilliant very. title. Um, I'm very, I don't know what Ghost at a Watchman, I didn't read the book, the new um, Harper Lee book. I, I'm very hesitant on that book because Harper Lee supposedly wrote the book, but the thing with Harper Lee is she was at the point with her health where she couldn't speak for the last how many years? Hmm. Her health had declined, so I don't know how much consent she had to this book being released. So I don't know how much of it she actually wrote, which concerns me. Yeah. Because you need to advocate for the rights of individuals who cannot who cannot advocate for themselves. That's a social work major in me. <laughs> but um, I really do sincerely hope that that book was um, released with her consent. Yeah, that's Particularly true. since her life ended so shortly after the release of Ghost at a Watchman. But those ti I mean, I, ju I just think there's so much that goes into a title. I mean, I'm trying to think of some of my favorite titles in existence. Like, Maggie, what are some of your favorite ti book titles that you've read? Hmm. I feel like The Call of the Wild. I think that's a really I think that is a interesting great. title. Because, you know, obviously wolves. <laughs> like a wolf call. Or just like the word wild like brings about images of like, I don't know, fighting for survival and brings up so many different themes that come to mind. Right. I think of some other ones too. I know. It's... Mm. I feel like Paradise Lost. I've never read it. I want to. That's a great title, though. But yeah, that's a beautiful title, I, I think. The word Paradise is honestly one of my favorite words, though, so anything with that in the title usually is something that can get me to pick it up, to be honest. Like, I have words that I love. Yeah. You do, too, I know. And that's a word I, like, oh, that makes me think I want to pick up a book because I do love that word. It is a beautiful word. It just, like, rolls off the tongue. <laughs> it does. <laughs> it's pretty. I know. I'm trying to think of some titles that I really yeah. love. Um, um 
I know I did like the Metamorphosis, um, Franz Kafka. Uh, that that was the book where the man turned into a giant bug, basically. Right, I remember. <laughs> I remember that story. Um, but also, really, a beautiful word, and I think it's. It is. I like that it wasn't just metamorphosis. I like that it was the metamorphosis because um, it's something that happened like to him, I guess, yes. rather than just a general event. Yeah, exactly. I like that. Yeah, so I think that was smart on you know the author's part. I like that, Maggie. Um, some of my favorite titles. I was thinking back. I was actually just thinking about. I love like old seventies romance titles. I thought they were <laughs> with the che cheesy covers. I love it. Um, but I always thought Kathleen Woodowist did a really brilliant job with her titles. Like her first book was called The Flame and the Flower. Ooh. And I always think that's such a pretty title. Alliteration. <laughs> and uh, when you think, like, when you think about it, like, when I think about um, the book, I mean, I, I, I see the red um, of the cover and the white of the cover, kind of the innocence and the fire um, of the cover. And that makes sense with the two characters, because you had a very innocent young woman and a very fiery man. Hmm. And they combined, and that's the flame and the flower. And then... Um, Another Kathleen Woodowist title I really love is Ashes in the Wind. Oh, that's beautiful, I too. think that's a stunning tale, because yeah. it's picking up the ashes of the Civil War. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's very powerful, too. So, I mean, that's a brilliant title. It kind of ties in with the... To me, it's kind of funny, because Ashes in the Wind, and then there's Gone with the Wind, which is a Civil War story as well. Oh, yeah. I think it's funny that it talks about it blowing away. Yeah, very like, interesting. I don't... I, I always thought that was kind it's of... like the ghost of the past or something creepy like that. I always like thought that. that was kind <laughs> of an interesting um, parallel. Mm-hmm. Um, and I also do love the Sylvia Day titles for the um, Crossfire books, Bared to You. I just think that book, that title, to me, is so representative of what the characters were doing emotionally through their physical relationship. They were not just burying themselves... Um, Physically, they were burying themselves emotionally to each other, and I think that was really that's really the key part of this whole st that whole um, series, actually. But I think those are some of my favorite um, titles. Like I'm trying to think. Oh, I do love. A, there's a title I love, and it's it's a great title, Phantom Waltz. Oh my gosh, oh. that title! I've always loved that title. That's beautiful, yeah. Like, and I can still see the original book cover. They've changed it since, and I hate it. Because I always associate it with this gorgeous pink 90s cover. It was beautiful. But Phantom Waltz, she was in a wheelchair. So Phantom, obviously you have the phantom feelings of your, yeah. of your limbs. And then the waltz is a dance. Oh, wow. And um, I just thought that was always, to me that was always one of the most beautiful book titles. That is a beautiful title. Like, the word phantom is a beautiful word. Though. Yeah, I'm thinking like Phantom of the Opera. And that, right. Oh. It's just mean, so pretty of a word, and the problem is, despite how, you know, ghostly and spooky right. it's supposed to be. I mean, those are some, I guess those are a lot of titles that stick out to me. I mean, just, I loved certain words, and so, me too. like, seeing the beauty of those words, and then in combination with a beautiful cover, mm -hmm. that usually just makes it, and I think uh, Katherine Anderson, um, who's the author of Phantom Waltz, has, has always had some of the most beautiful covers in romance, and, like, I, I just, and then another, oh, made me think of another title because I was thinking of pretty covers. <laughs> uh, Nora Roberts is always really good at titles and um, she did a series called The um, Bridal Quartet and uh, I loved those books. She had a book called Vision in White, obviously makes sense. Oh wow, there those was, are beautiful titles. Aren't they? There was uh, Vision in White, Bed of Roses was my favorite title. 
just because I love the ro word rose and I love roses and it's my mm -hmm. favorite flower. Me too. Th then it's so basic, but it's, it's I don't know why it's beautiful. It's just, I don't it's know. elegant. It is. I but think I it's don't. Timeless. But I think and I and I red roses are fine, but I like different colors like the pink. Yeah, or the white. Or the white. And yeah. I even like oranges or, or yellow. Yeah. And then um, savor the moment, and then happy 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 ever after. I mean, I'm like you couldn't get more bridal. Oh, I love bridal. the word savor. And she, and she was pretty. a baker in the book, a wedding oh, cake baker. Wow. See, they were all tied in with that series, which was another part of the brilliance of the titles. Mm -hmm. They all worked in different aspects of wedding planning, but then they ended up getting oh, married. Yeah, themselves. the roses, the flowers. So she the did the flowers. Yeah. Um, Savor the moment she baked the cakes. Um, Vision in white. She was the photographer. Oh. And then happily ever after, she was just kind of the general planner. Very creative. I know. I love that. Brilliant. Yeah. I mean, those books were honestly, and they've changed the covers again, and I hate it. Because these covers were gorgeous. I mean, I, we're going to do an episode on covers, I promise, but <laughs> that was another thing where it, the title and then the cover, and it all enhanced and made this beautiful package of a book. Yeah. And they were trade paperback books. And I almost think with some beautiful with beautiful covers, it's nicer to have a trade paperback because then you get to see the whole beauty of the cover in a nice yeah, size. Yeah, that's true. I just think, <laughs> I just well, <laughs> I mean, I just a good if a good t a good title, excuse me, can make a book. It really can. I was just thinking of the Scarlet Letter. Just oh. The word Scarlet's beautiful. Oh yeah. <laughs> but you know, obviously, the scandalousness of the red. I mean, the scandalousness of the red and what that whole Scarlet Letter represented. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, it's if like you the shamefulness of the, you know, uh, <laughs> um, pregnancy out of wedlock. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. having an affair with a and an affair. Yeah. I mean, you're right. It's just, I mean. I feel like a lot of classic novels are really good at those titles, like those, like mm -hmm. The Great Gatsby. Yeah. Like, like think about it. He was, your your Gatsby was a man, and then you're referring to him as the Great Gatsby. Mm -hmm. Like he isn't just Gatsby; he's the Great. Like Gatsby. almost like a war conqueror. Yes, or like some huge or a hero, <laughs> mythical figure. Yeah. Which is smart. Very. Very smart on S. Fitzgerald's part. Um, the Age of Innocence by Edith Wharton. Mm. I mean, it's representative of a period of time. I mean, these are all examples of just how powerful the words themselves can be, the titles within the, those few words that you use to represent your work. Yeah. I just remember um, <coughs> Silent Spring. It's a great title. Mm -hmm. And I know the book, and I've never read the book, but, but I always, knew, but either, I always but knew. But yeah. that title always stuck out to mm -hmm. me. Because I'm like, I, those are... Again, spring is a beautiful word. And the alliteration, the S and the S. I love alliteration. I don't know why. I think it just sounds really, really pretty and flowy. No wonder you like Talon Heels as a title. Yeah. Because there's alliteration in it. True. Um, yeah, I agree with that. I mean, there are books like I've never read them, but I'm always like, oh, it's a pretty tar darn pretty title though. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I mean, I, usually I, I, I do. I, one thing I don't like is when the title seems irrelevant. Yeah. That's one of my pet peeves, is like irrelevant titles. And I was like, what? Yeah. Like, like, what did that have to do with anything in that book? <laughs> I'm, I, I'm actually thinking of a, right now I'm thinking of a Katherine Anderson book. And she, it called, was called Blue Skies, and I have no idea why. <laughs> no idea. To this day. Don't know what it was called. It was called hmm. that. No idea. Strange. Very weird. <laughs> 
and I'm always like, you you you, you couldn't have done something a little little better. <laughs> I mean, there, there couldn't have been a little more something there. I mean, I mean, I I, I most authors can make a, a reference to why they titled their book what they did. I, I don't know how you could explain that one because I, I really can't figure it out and I'm pretty I I, I, I will say I p- can pick up on that stuff pretty well usually but mm-hmm. no and that's the thing too like you want to make sure like it's not just like your little secret you want your readers to understand why you're titling the book that yeah I feel like there's gotta be like some at least may, even a subtle reference or anything in the yeah. book I mean your readers are smart they can figure it out but if there's just like no reason, it's like well then you yeah I don't know <laughs> like I'm I'm gonna I gotta figure out how to weave the title into dreams like I'm not sure how I want to outwardly say it yet but I, I I know I'm gonna reference the song mm-hmm. itself which I think was was a reason for titling it that in the first place so I have to figure that out first but um, right. I'd love to see how that all plays out. Um, yeah, but most of my, like, almost all of my um, future works in progress have titles at this point. Like, I have, I think I just sat and listed them out on one note the other day. I have, like, five or six books I have planned <laughs> for myself, and it's kind of ridiculous. Um, I can't believe I did that to myself, but <laughs> I, I, I think I'm, I have a fear of running out of books to write. Not that a writer will ever run out of ideas. Yeah, really. But, um, but the, I needed to write them down before I forgot them. Yeah, I do the same. I have like, oh, I don't even know, probably probably about the same, probably about like six, and then I have some that I have set aside for more screenplay-oriented ones. I'd love to do a screenplay. So, yeah, yeah. I have that too. Maggie <laughs> just pile them up. <laughs> Maggie and I have discussed actually a lot of, um, maybe we should do an episode on this, but screenplays as well. Mm-hmm. Because Maggie and I, I've, I have this, when I imagine my books, I often imagine them as films. Yeah. It's very, it's much easier for me that way to play it like a film because I, I love movies and I love the way they, they display a story. So, um, I, I, often I have to play them like a movie in my head. So I often try to, I have a, I come, I have a hard time not writing them purely as dialogue because dialogue is one of my favorite elements of the story. So, oh, tired. Um, (laughs) What's actually interesting, that's a difference between me and you, Mary Fran, is that I actually, <laughs> I separate, like, my, like, my books, my, like, written books from, yeah. like, screenplay, which is so interesting to me. I don't know why I do it. I just set aside, like, certain things, like, specifically for sure. screenplay, and I wouldn't, like, see my books as a movie necessarily. Right. I don't know. It's weird. Yeah, no, not necessarily. I don't know if it's, like, a preference thing. But maybe a preference. But I don't know. No, it's not a bad thing, though. I mean, I just, for me, that's that's the way I, I write. And it's always been a way I... Cri- well, yeah, you're always a very visual person. I'm extremely visual. I mean, as far as... I mean, not not when I'm reading, though. I've noticed that when I'm reading, like, I don't necessar- necessarily see a character clearly. Mm-hmm. Like, I see their... Vis- like, their shape of their body, that I can, I can tell, and, like, the color of their hair. But facial details, I, I really don't do. Yeah, me either. It's always, I mean, I guess you can never really imagine something like completely perfect. <laughs> no, but when I'm writing, I often have, I, as I mentioned last week, I have a photograph of someone who I think represents the character in front of me or in within reach so that I can kind of base their features off of them. But 
I understand where character readers can come up with their own visual, visual visions of what a character can look like, but they'll be at least close to what I have. Yeah, vision in my head. And that's kind of the beauty of it too. It's like I don't know when you write something down, it can be anybody's perspective, I guess. That's but with you know the author's obviously main idea of yeah. what the person looks like. But. Um, I think some tips we should, I think we should give some tips before we go about, um, maybe selecting a title. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think my, one of mine would be, um, definitely select a title that you love. Mm -hmm. Because I think you can't just slap a title on there because it's, because you've thought of something. I know that's an issue I'm running into right now, but definitely you'll know when the right title hits you for a story. You'll be like, that's it. Mm -hmm. Like, that's when you can see, like, it on a cover or something. That's true. So definitely just wait for the right moment, even if it isn't at the beginning of your story. Make sure you just wait for that moment and find the right title for you. I think another tip, too, could be maybe choose strong words, words that stand out to you, because that's going to grab a reader. I know, at least like me and Mary Fram, who look at the spines and <laughs> care about titles. But um, uh, I think that's really important. Strong, kind of almost like bold words. Or even, I don't know, it has to fit the theme of the book, I guess. It could be, like, sweet and pretty. Or, I don't, I don't know, really dark. And it just depends on, I guess, you know, obviously, like, the where your book's going to go. And also, don't be simplistic. Mm -hmm. I Don't be a Harlequin novel, please. Um, definitely try to maybe give your title um, a little bit of edge. Hmm, yeah. Rather than make it, make it make it pretty make it dark make it whatever but don't make it over simple that's true because the problem with simple titles is so many people could have done it before like right. you have a book called let's say like gray or something and then it's just like you could have a bunch of billion other books named gray and i mean that is a tough thing actually like somebody actually scolded me once that i had the same title of a book as another author and i'm like i mean I understand that that's not a, not something you want to aim for, but it's also sometimes very impossible to that's do That's true, because there so, are so many things out there. And if it works yeah. with the book, it works with the right, book. Right, right, but you have to feel it in your heart. And not, that's mm -hmm. and just because the title's been used for doesn't mean it's a simple title. That's true. I mean, just because it's been used before doesn't mean it's simple. It can just be what represents your book. But yeah, I agree with Maggie. If you can, try to come up with something fairly original. Yeah. Any other tips, Mags? Um, hmm. I guess maybe, like, don't overwhelm the reader with the title. Don't be too long, actually. Yeah, sure. not too wordy of a title. Eh, I don't know. I wouldn't put a number to it, but I don't know. Just try and make it, like, people like short and yeah. um, brief and to the point and catchy. Um, I'm actually reading a book right now for class um, called The Words That Work. <laughs> it, it, I would recommend it. It's a very interesting book. It would help a lot with like public speaking and um, it's actually a PR class I'm taking right now but it's a very interesting book. Um, and I think it it is really relevant um, in saying that people like it, you know, short and simple and that's what, you know, keeps people interested in you, I guess, or um, rather like get to the point. I agree with that. I think those are some pretty good tips. 
going forward for you writers out there if you're looking to include a title. Um, but I think those are some good tips to be sending your way. Mm -hmm, so definitely. that will be awesome. Um, I hope th that can help some of you out in the best way possible. Um, Thanks for listening, thank everybody. You, yeah, thank you for listening to us. Um, we kind of went off the cuff tonight. So. Yeah, we were totally um, no outline for this one. <laughs> so we were like, what? But it's okay. And it actually, I think, went really well. Mm -hmm. I don't even know if we should do outlines anymore because I yeah. feel like it was a little more natural. It was nice. Um, so um, as we've been asking for several weeks, Feel free to visit our Tumblr blog at betweenthebookends.tumblr.com and drop us qu any questions or comments you might have, and we would be happy to put them on the air. Yeah, definitely. That would be so fun. And a quick note, I forgot to put up the last couple episodes. So, look out for those. They I've will be coming. <laughs> I, the internet here is really slow, so... Bear with us. Yeah. And next, as for next week... Um, our topic is going to be timelining your novel mm -hmm. because um, whether you're writing a book that is set contemporarily now or whether you're writing a book set in his um, history, timelines to your story are extremely important because I know I myself get very disorganized with writing my stories and when mm -hmm. something else took place like how many weeks yeah, ago? Yeah, I know. I was like, oh, did that happen on a Friday or Saturday? <laughs> I don't remember. That's yeah. that's a very intricate um, element to a book. So that'll be fun. Agreed. So we really thank you again for listening. We really love doing this for you guys. So mm -hmm. we hope you're enjoying it as much as we are. Um, and until next week, week you'll, you'll find, find us between, between the bookends. Book